Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Megan. And this is Cinema Super Collider. Where we're smashing up cinema one movie at a time. Greetings, my friends. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here, my friend. Can your heart stand the shocking fact about cinema? Today's episode of Cinema Super Collider, we are going to be covering that super hit movie starring Paul Walker, Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah, guys, I want you to take a moment. I want you to visualize the romance between a teenage girl who's actually 25 and a mechanical Tyrannosaurus Rex who has the brain of a teenage boy within it who is 21. You know, you... How is it that this movie isn't better known and more liked? That's what I want to know. It's, because that setup right there would be enough to attract the attention of any of the people in our circle of bad movie aficionados. I mean, does that not sound awesome? I think the problem is, is it's hard to get a hold of. It is hard to get a hold of. And we were able to find a, a, I won't say bootleg copy, but a, it's a bootleg copy. It's, it's an unlisted copy that's floating around on YouTube. It's yeah. Kind of, it's not, you, if you search for it, you won't find it, but you found it, it popped up in sort of an unlisted list of somebody. I did. I did. Because Eric's been looking for this to just buy like a DVD copy or something. Yeah. Cause our favorite sort of movie review shows have covered this covered this obscurus lupa did it when she was obscurus lupa now she's alice and pregler in movie nights and then the uh, red letter media guys also did this movie Mm -hmm. and it's available only on vhs there are no dvds or blu-ray copies of this movie available anywhere and it's out of print on vhs you can only buy it on like ebay and the cheapest cassette i could find of it was a hundred bucks yeah it's not worth a hundred bucks no it's It's not it's pretty satisfying but it's not a hundred bucks satisfying no i would buy this movie on dvd for 15 to 20 bucks oh wow okay if it had a decent quality print of it that was cleaner than what we saw on the youtube version you know like a really good copy from a vhs copy on dvd i'd pay 20 bucks for this one just to have it because it is so ridiculous I am she- Denise Richards falls in love with a with a robot dinosaur with Paul Walker's brain. No, no, no. This is a misnomer. She was already in love with Paul Walker's brain. It just happened that his brain ended up in a mechanical dinosaur. She was in love with Paul Walker's body. Crop top body. Yeah, no. <laughs> let's not let's not be let's not mince words here. She wanted to get up on Paul Walker. They both look incredibly cute when we were watching the movie and they have their like their little tender a teenage love moment up in her bedroom. It's not dirty. It's just like fairly chaste. And they're kind of like making out. I looked over at you and I said, oh, they look so cute together. And that's rarely, rarely my reaction to any kind of a making out scene in a movie. I'm usually gagging. And I was like, wow, I mean, he's so cute and she's so cute and they look so cute together. And it's like, oh, 
you know <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, it's rare that I, f- I feel that way <laughs> Eric's Eric's getting I'm getting sentimental he is <laughs> a sentimental old softy he is he likes romance now especially yeah. if vampires or dinosaurs are involved and yeah dinosaur romance and then pretty look, soon I'll be you know I can find you probably hundreds of titles on uh, good old Amazon about ladies and dinosaurs being romantically involved. That's like a genre <sighs> of of Kindle books, which I don't, un- Kindle books. I don't understand that pairing. But you know what? Somebody wrote a, a, a slash fic about Hogwarts and a giant squid having sex. So I guess ladies and dinosaurs. Wait, Hogwarts, the school the and a giant squid? Yes. The squid had sex with a building, and yep. the building has consciousness. Yes. Mm. If you have never... Guys, okay. Do yourself a favor. Search Hogwarts Giant Squid Slash Wait, are, are you telling people that they should search this out? It's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever read. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but someone wrote that, and it exists. Oh. So, Denise Richards Slash Fic with a robot dinosaur. Yeah. I'm pretty, That's what this movie is. That already exists. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even bat an eye. That already exists. Yeah. It's called Tammy and the T-Rex. It starts out seeing, um, the lovely, whatever she was, movie star, actress, model, Denise Richards engaging in cheerleader practice. It's, it looks like something between dance team, I think, because the thing is, is no one's actually doing any sort of cheers, but they're also kind of not doing a choreographed dance it's like an aerobics workout with one another. But I think we're led to believe that she is some sort of dance team, drill team, cheerleader girl person. I think. Yeah. And there's this music playing, which is like called Dinosaur Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, by, I, I do not remember the artist that, uh, that created this, but it is indicative of what you are going to see for the rest of the movie because it sounds like everybody's brother-in-law's, all, well, we almost got a record contract garage band and some tight pants dude shirtless dude singing this song I'm a T-Rex baby I'm a prehistoric dude I'm coming after you I'm a dinosaur man a prehistoric dude king of the jungle coming after you I'm a T-Rex on the prowl a reptile on the move I'm I'm sad that you don't remember because we did look this up I know we did we did look this up uh Dinosaur Man was written by Simon Stokes and Chris Pinnock and performed by Simon Stokes and the Black Whip Thrill Band. The Black Whip Thrill Band. And it sounds exactly like it was done by the Black Whip Thrill Band. Dance to the music of the dinosaur! If there ever was a band that was a Black Whip Thrill Band, it would be the band that produced this song. Yeah, they they did most of the music for this movie. It was like them, and also Jaded Heart was another one that did a bunch of... Of course, yeah, Jaded Heart. I think they did a bunch of like the the instrumental stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then they also had a slow song, which is called Slow Song, that was performed by a band called He's Dead, Jim. I wonder if it had anyone from the Black Whip Band, like, might have played in that I'm going to go with that with somebody's side project. 
Probably. I'm going with, like, it's very much like a pro-am music sort of thing. It it was somebody's somebody's something who was associated with the film did that soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they went into an actual recording studio, and they actually knew how to play their instruments and could actually write songs and perform them. But, like, my favorite term for... <laughs> we were, we've been watching a lot of Great British Baking Show. I love it. We don't guys. only watch bad things. We watch good things, too. Oh, I love and, it. It's and so good. some of these people turn out projects that I refer to as being very JV. Yes. Very junior varsity. And the uh, the music for this movie is junior varsity. And she's on a junior varsity dance team. Mm. At, Way uh, to bring that around, Eric. Yeah. At, well uh, done. At California Generic High School. And she's walking through campus, and baby Paul Walker comes up and says hello to her. He's on, I guess, the football team, because he's wearing pads. Look, the story is showing us and not telling us, and I am a fan. Yeah. Good He job. shows up, he's wearing short, you know, the, like, foot, like, like knee-length football. Uh, he's uh, wearing pads. Pads. Yeah. And he's not wearing shoulder pads, but he's wearing a crop top shirt, which makes sense that you would wear that under your shoulder pads. If there's any guy who would be, who can be wearing a crop top shirt, it's still looking ridiculous, but it's legitimate to do it. You could wear a crop top shirt because you'd wear it under your shoulder pads mm-hmm. to keep I your feel, shoulder pads from, from rubbing. I feel like the gowns, gowns prompt should be going right now because you've been talking <laughs> who a lot. Who says it isn't? <laughs> a lot about Paul Walker's fashion currently um there's not a lot to say about paul walker's fashion other than that in this there's a little bit to be said about denise richards choices the blossom dress we're gonna no we're gonna get to that and that that's gonna get a gowns gowns people yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) joy lansing oh my that's the the artist that performed gowns gowns song and that's 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 straight pro that's no jv song right there the gowns song yeah yeah anyway so Paul Walker comes up to her on the high school campus and says, oh, here's, oh, she says, oh, you have to take your yellow rose back. And he says, oh, why? I love you. I gave you a yellow rose. And she says, because my crazy ex-boyfriend, if he sees that I took this yellow rose from you, he's going to kill you. And I can't have your death on my conscience. Foreshadowing. Uh I can't have your death on my conscience. And he takes the yellow rose from her and eats it. Yeah. Um, um, um. And she goes, oh, you're so crazy. That's why I love you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chekhov's Smoking Yellow Rose. Just remember. The Smoking Yellow Rose. The Smoking Yellow Rose. That's a band that I played bass for. Oh, man. I mm-hmm. thought that was a bar that my band played at. Oh, I, you know what? <laughs> I performed burlesque at that bar. The Smoking Yellow Rose. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes. So, this happens. And lo and behold, as if called by her worrisome fretting over the rose uh bad ex-boyfriend shows up who she has a restraining order against and his entire posse like they all zoom up in their cars and bail out and immediately start fighting paul walker this guy is a drooling psychomaniac he is i mean he is a how would you describe him i mean he's a fucking so like sociopath yeah He's, I mean, he's, he's like, he threatens to murder people. Yes. And, and carries out his plans to murder people. There is no reason why this person is not in jail. Like, he should be in jail. It's not like the town doesn't have a police force. They do. We, we see, see them a them lot. All the time. I think it's just that nobody wants to deal with him because he's so violently crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. He's like the Charles Manson of high school students. What is he, a high school dropout? I don't know. Is he in school even? No, he's not in school. Because he, otherwise he would have been there. He wouldn't have had to zoom up in his car. Yeah, he rolls up in his uh, 5.0. And I think calling him the Charles Manson of high school students is actually a little bit wrong because he doesn't have a following that will do things for him. It's just him. Yeah. Doing well, they things. cover up for him. He's though. more like they, the, the... They sort of, they, they follow him around. Well, true. But they don't, they don't do his bidding. Yeah, no, he hasn't like declared helter skelter and they're yeah. not going to go murder him. No, I wasn't, I wasn't going the full, I was saying Charles Manson because he's a, he's a bloodthirsty lunatic. That's the only reason I was, I was referring to him as, as Charles Manson. I'm going more with the Andre Chikatilo. <laughs> Andre of Chikatilo. High, of high school students. I mean, Look it up. pretty much this guy would eat someone's uterus if given the chance. Yeah. I, there, there's no guarantee that he doesn't do that in this movie somewhere. Yeah. Or before the movie happens. Look. Anyway, he and Paul Walker get into a fight on the campus because Paul Chikatilo, high school <laughs> dropout, comes up and says, hey, you're with my girl. And and Denise Richards just goes, ah! Screams at the top of her lungs. Denise Richards is great at screaming. She's great at it. She shrieks like a banshee. It's amazing. She is committed to screaming. She's acting her... her For... Look. She... She is invested in this film. This film is really, really stupid. And pretty much everyone in this film is invested in this movie, despite the fact that it is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. But screams, Denise gets an A+. Plus. She screams, and she tries to keep Paul Chikatilo, ex-boyfriend, from fighting Paul Walker. He tries to separate them a little bit, but basically just falls down. Yeah. And, like, falls down. And then the two of them start fighting, and they start... Duking it out, and Paul Chikatilo's doing like elbow traps and like wrestling moves on it's Paul Walker. It's a little Walker. excessive, but how does the fight end, Eric? It ends in a testicular standoff. Right. Yeah, as yes. one of the cops puts it. Right. So, uh, first, uh, bad, <laughs> bad guy boyfriend grabs Paul Walker's nuts, I guess. And then in retaliation, Paul Walker grabs bad guy boyfriend's nuts. And they're standing there screaming. With their cords in their necks straining. Right. And sweat dripping down their faces Until the- as they squeeze each other's nutsacks. Is this something that is this something that's ever happened? Has there ever been like a nut grabbing contest? I don't know. I mean Meanwhile, gay black boyfriend looks on and makes like saucy gay comments from the peanut gallery. It's like, oh, oh, oh that's a, quite a grab he's got there. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, so the main characters in this in this movie, we've already introduced you to, to Denise Richards, Paul Walker, who literally will only be in this film for a few more minutes, and then he's not because he's in a fucking giant robot dinosaur. Bad guy boyfriend. And then we've got sassy black, sassy gay black friend. Mm-hmm. And then posse of cops oh and you you also have the other the other principles are a weekend at bernie's guy and right. the porn star helga helga yeah who uh, assistant uh, who uh uh i i did look her up a little bit she was one of the main characters in the tv show lex which was a science fiction sort of like adult rated uh show about was it about lex luthor no it was about people on a, a living spaceship i believe oh and she played like I think a porn star, basically. Yeah, I don't know. Which is kind of what she's playing in this movie. Now, yeah. Helga is, she's not quite like a, 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 like a villain, like a full villain. She's still kind of a henchman, I'm going to say. She's a goon? I'm going to give her goon status. And I will say this, guys. 
I would like to be Helga as a goon. Maybe not with all of the like weird sexual things towards Weekend at Bernie's guy, but she's having a good time. Let's just and put by it Weekend that way. at Bernie's guy, we mean the dead guy, the guy that is There's Bernie. Bernie. Uh, the uh, there was an actual living actor who <laughs> yes yes who played the dead guy Bernie and Weekend Weekend at Bernie's is a movie. We maybe we should do that for the show. Now, if we're gonna do a Weekend at Bernie's, we got to do one of the sequels. Oh well, I don't know. Weekend at Bernie's is pretty bad. Anyway, yeah. In Weekend at Bernie's, there the story is that you've got to pretend that this guy who's dead is still alive and fool a bunch of people. So they bring this dead body around and prop him up in amusing ways. And there's a lot of so many you know misunderstandings and stuff. Yes. And the guy that played the dead guy is in this movie. His name is Terry Kaiser, and he is mostly known for being in Weekend at Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's Two and Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Mm. He's in movies that have parts after them. Yes, he is. He is in that. <laughs> and Tammy in the Treks. The Treks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so they get into this thing where they're grabbing one another's nuts. Paul Walker and, uh, Paul Chicatello. <laughs> Was it Paul? Uh, you want the action? I think his name is Billy. Billy Chicatello? Uh, yeah. What's the name? Oh, you mean the character's name? Yes. Well, I mean the character's I, I don't know. I don't know the serial killer. It's just. It's very easy to remember the name Chicatello for me. It's yeah, honestly, I think Andre Ch- Chicatello is probably not a good comparison, but you like the name, so we're just going to keep it. Yeah. No, the character's name, the actual bad guy character's name is Billy Bad. Billy Bad? Oh, that's pretty easy. Yeah. So Billy Bad and and Paul Walker are grabbing one another's nuts, and the cops show up. And what do the cops do? Do they break up this fight? No, they laugh at him. Yeah. They go, this here's one of them testicular standoffs. And then the sheriff comes by and says, you boys, break it up. I'm going to count to three. And when I count, when I reach three, you got to let go of one another's balls. One, two, three. They don't do that. No, they're still grabbing each other's balls. And he says, shucks, boys, I told you you had to let go. Now, come on. And then they do. Yeah. And it's revealed that Paul Walker, because he is in his football gear, had a cup on. Yeah. Which I would imagine you would have felt if you were grabbing at his balls. Yeah, well... I don't grab it, like, random people's balls all the time, so I can't say. If there was a plastic shell, you would notice. Yeah, because there's no balls to grab, because the shell covers them, right? You know why they they didn't explain that? Because it was just so funny, because... Because balls. Balls. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, if getting hit in the balls is funny, then grabbing and squeezing balls is, is just, like, it's, like, funny... With a l- even a little bit more. Yeah. We spent like five minutes talking about ball grabbing. Yeah. Well, I mean, this movie. It's important. Yeah. It's important. Maybe. So, yeah. So, this so it's the, the great ball grabbing scene. And then they, then, then, uh, Chicatello, uh, high school student, uh, Billy Bad, uh, goes off going, Oh, uh, I'm going to kill you, baby Paul Walker, next time I see you. So you better watch your back. And then he drives off. And what do the cops do? They, do they go arrest him because he violated his, uh, no. Oh, no. no. I guess they don't. They just go like, Oh, yeah, boys will be boys. No. And, you know. and does Denise Richards say like, Oh, I'm really sorry that my crazy ex-boyfriend like grabbed your balls no she, she doesn't she, she runs just, away she just goes she gets angry and runs away mm-hmm. yeah yeah next thing you know uh you see uh bernie from weekend at bernie's and helga dr bernie dr bernie uh and helga his uh his assistant and some musclehead dude they have like a random ass- the weekend at bernie's has a random assortment of goons yeah you just get the porn star girlfriend porn star girlfriend dr porn star micro skirt right 
a, a beefy beefy muscle guy beefy muscle goon and then like i think generic goon yeah he gets it, he gets blowed up later on yeah i think you're right yeah there's another goon yeah well they, they oh he, no and there's nerd goon oh there's nerd goon right yeah and the reason he has all these goons is because he's got a magnetic personality. And it's obvious to see why. He's a brilliant scientist. He has designed a giant robotic T-Rex that just needs a human brain. For reasons. You know what? They actually try to describe it a little bit as to why he needs a human brain. And that, you know, you really don't need to explain it. They, they start to. And then they're like, wait a minute. Because science. We don't. We don't- we don't actually have, like this is a movie, right? Check. Is this a movie? It's not real life. It's a movie? Okay, then yeah, we don't have to explain, guys. Why are we explaining? Yeah. They, Stop explaining. This is this is the way this whole scene should have been been rewritten, okay? The uh, weekend at Bernie's Bernie scientist guy should have been going, ah, my creation is complete. The giant artificial Tyrannosaurus Rex. The only thing it needs is a human brain. Oh my god. <laughs> wait. And wait. This is Frankenstein. Yeah, that's this right. movie is Frankenstein. Yeah. Wait, and so this, but it's told from the perspective of the wife of Victor Frankenstein, which is Tammy. She's the surrogate right now. Oh, well, she's kind of like the bride of Frankenstein. Because oh she no, that's will better. Be, yeah, she's getting married to the monster. Well, she loves the monster. She loves the monster. But the bride of Frankenstein doesn't love the monster. No, they belong dead. But you know what? No, both of them scream really good. Yeah. Yeah, she is the new Elsa Lancaster. Was it Lanchester? Lancaster? Lancaster, I think. Yeah. Anyhow, so you see this thing, you see this this giant robot T-Rex, they're setting this thing up. And, I mean, you know, it looks, it's pretty cool as a prop. It doesn't do a lot. It it can, it basically is animatronic Yeah, dinosaur. its head swivels back and forth and, and side to side, and it has this lip curl motion. Right, and it has little arms that flop. Little flappy arms, and its mouth open and closes, and its eyes roll around. So, I mean, it's, it does a few things, but it is not Jurassic Park no, level. No, 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 no. Now, we must say, we looked this up when we watched this film, and we said this movie had to come after Jurassic Park. Because, and it sure did. Yeah, it came out a year after Jurassic Park, so somebody thought like dinosaurs dinosaurs that's what kids want to see that's the hot new thing and, guys uh denise richards we need to put her in something and baby paul walker is you know he needs a movie to, to star in and well yeah at the time uh paul walker was a regular on i believe the young and the restless he was <laughs> he was basically a soap opera guy yeah. um and denise richards had done some things prior to this but i believe this is like her first sort of feature film starring role yeah she would go on to such great things as being christmas jones and one of the bad uh like latter era roger moore bond movies uh no not roger moore it was the living daylights it was timothy dalton i believe a timothy dalton bond movie and she would go on to be to, married to absolute greatness oh yeah she was married to charlie, charlie sheen, sheen for a while which had to be a trial and then she went on to be in uh, Starship Troopers. I believe Starship Troopers happened before uh, Christmas Jones. Yeah, mm. I think. What, right whatever. around. She went on to do those two movies, and then I never saw her in anything after that. I'm sure she's been had she's a been in lots of stuff. Storied career. She yeah. probably has a, a a taco truck now in Los Angeles. Oh, she's competing with uh, with uh, what's his face uh, Machete. Oh, Machete, yeah. Yeah, Trejos Tacos. Yeah. Yeah. The vegan taco truck? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's probably doing that. Anyhow, so you get to see this the, the this robot dinosaur, and so, like, okay, there it is. You kind of, you probably needed, you probably knew ahead of time what was going to happen in this movie if you went in to see it. 
if you went in, if you were one of the lucky few who got to see this in the theater. <laughs> I can't even imagine going to a movie theater and seeing this. Can you? I mean, this is, this is like straight to video, right? It had to be. Uh, maybe? I'm trying to see if I can, I can see, like, there's literally no information about this movie on the They've internet. They've tried to hide it. That's another reason why it's so hard to come by. They, is that, there's a lot of people that were in this movie that would not like anyone to know that they were in this movie. And I'm kind of sad about that because it's actually a very satisfying movie to watch. It's kind of brilliant. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just not a lot of information. It's, it's the very definition of a good, bad movie. It was released on December 21st, 1994, which leads me to believe that it just, if it was in the theater, it got swallowed up by like literally all of the Christmas releases. <laughs> Can because you imagine going out on Christmas with the family? To go, they're like, oh man, we really like Jurassic Park. Oh, look, there's another dinosaur movie. Oh, we got to oh, take this. like a rom-com we, with We got to go to this dinosaur movie. And then like literally 20 minutes in, you're like, what the fuck is this? What is this ball grabbing and 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 porn stars? Yeah. <laughs> and what? What? There's what? no there's no actual porn in this though. No, 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 there's no porn in it's it. It's just it, her Helga's character is alluded to several times as maybe being And there's no swearing in this movie either, so it must be a solid PG. Uh, I think there is some swearing but not enough for it to be Yeah. Like, they don't use the F word. Yeah. I don't I believe. Suppose. Yeah. Whatever, it's it's a very, very uh, kid-friendly movie, except for what's in it. <laughs> yeah, except the whole movie, you mean? Except the whole movie. But there's no, you know, you you could sneak this one past the censors because it doesn't have blood and gore and explicit violence in it. It does it's, have some blood in it, though. Mm, a little bit. Well, but the, when they're taking his brain out. Do you see? Yeah, I guess you see a little bit of blood. And the guy that gets squished by the dinosaur is, like, flat. I mean, it's comically, like flattened but he's also kind of bloody yeah yeah well uh, so anyway you see you see bernie the scientist and his henchmen uh, uh twirling their mustaches and looking at this dinosaur and they should have been saying all this dinosaur needs is a human brain next we go to denise richard's bedroom paul walker sneaks in the window and they're making out and who should roll up out in front but psycho ex-boyfriend because he was tipped off by two of his goons which are hot teenage chicks they were like, oh, look, it's baby Paul Walker. He's crawling up into What's-Her-Face's window. You know who we should tell? Let's tell Billy. Because Billy, like, I know he's, he's, like, totally into that chick. But maybe if I help him beat up the other guy, then he'll want to be with me. That's goon logic, everybody. Mm-hmm. That's goon logic. That's because grade A goon logic. Anything a teenage girl likes, it's a psycho boyfriend who is dangerous and out of control and murderous, filled with murderous rage. Yes. I mean, I, I, there are girls who like bad boys, but not a lot of girls like straight up murderers. Yeah, no, but. no. This guy is not like, he's not he's a, got a police record. He's not a bad boy. He's like the worst boy. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. he, he legit kills people. Well, he's cute. He looks like John Waite in the I Ain't Missing You video. Yeah, or you said that he had sort of Duchovny-esque things yeah, about him. Yeah, he's like a little Duchovnian a little bit. <laughs> Duchovnian. Yes, it's like yes. Dickensian, but with David Duchovny. Yeah. Fun fact, David Duchovny was my TV boyfriend for a long time when I was a kid. <laughs> you, you moved from Colossus to David Duchovny. Oh, no, no, no. Colossus is always my X-Men boyfriend. Okay. Always. Totally. Still, he's still your X-Men. Well, boyfriend. look, I mean, when you're, when everybody has a TV slash movie boyfriend or girlfriend, didn't you? No. What? No. You, there wasn't like one actress or some actresses where you were like, oh, 
she's really hot. I'm going to watch this thing and nope. I don't care. <sighs> okay. Nope. Wow. I have a whole series of them. Yeah. Like my I first. Know. I am. Sh- I'm sure you're more common than I am. I just never felt that way. Mm-hmm. I've always felt it was really odd that a certain movie star could open a movie just based on his or her appeal, based on their appeal. That, you know, people would go to see a movie just because it had Jennifer Aniston in it and she was so hot, let's say. Yeah. And it's like, there's nothing in the world that would make me want to go see a movie just because there was some hot chick in it. I mean, if it was a great movie and it had a hot chick in it, then it would be okay. But I mean, it's it's not like I had, no, I didn't have any, any movie or TV crushes at all. Oh, I had a series of them. Michael J. Fox was my first one when I was in grade school. Maybe it's more common among women than men. I don't know. Well, the, the, like everybody has like the, the, you know, your, your five exceptions, right? The five movie star exceptions. Yeah. No. But you don't. I mean, I'll give you your exceptions if you need them, but I mean, I, you would, I, I don't, uh, you won't hey, have to, thanks, give, sweetie. you won't have to give me any. I mean, <laughs> okay. Cause hey. I don't have any. I mean, I just, I can't think of anybody that, that, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, I, I a do. glimpse into our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about movie star boyfriends. Yeah. So he looks a little like David Duchovny. So that's maybe why the teen girls are acting as his goons, henchmen. Maybe he's just got, you know, like that, uh, that, uh, Manson like, uh, appeal. Oh, you know what? Okay. Now that we look at it through the, through this lens, I do say maybe Charles Manson. Yeah. He's got these, the hot chicks are following him around and yeah. doing his bidding. Yeah. For some reason. For reasons. Because they might get to fuck him. Yeah. That's so, that's it. So they what might get to fuck so, him. So uh, Denise Richards' home, she lives in a house with her mom and dad, and she's got her little room upstairs, and Paul Walker snuck in the window, and, and they're, making, they're out. making out. And she says, oh, I love you. And he says, oh, I love you. And I'm going, oh, don't they look cute together? And you're looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? And then... The a crazy ex-boyfriend and all of his goons show up at the front door of Denise Richards' house and, like, knock on the door. Denise Richards' dad opens the door and lets all the goons in who rush upstairs and bust into her room. Right. And Paul Walker is left. She, yeah, he's, like, snuck out the window. But they see, like, where he's going. They look out the window and they see him out there. Whoop. And then they chase him down, grab him, throw him in the trunk of the car, take him to the wild animal park, and throw him over the fence into the wild cat enclosure. But they don't. They kind of just leave him there. Remember, because like there's a whole thing where where he's like, bad guy boyfriend is like, if you ask nice, I'll let you live. We'll just leave you here, and you'll just have to walk home. And so Paul Walker's like, fine, please, you know, will I will you let me go? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. They get in the cars, they drive away, and. And then he's attacked and killed by a lion. Yes. No, he's not killed. You keep thinking that he dies, but he doesn't die. Right. He is... He's attacked he's by attacked a lion. by a lion and put into a coma. Right. He's attacked by a lion. And he's a boyfriend in a coma. It's serious. Right. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, but no, a game warden shoots the lion to right. save him. That's right. So our first casualty of this movie is a lion. The first casualty is innocence. Okay, uh, the second casualty of this movie is a lion who was just trying to have a snack. Yeah, it's not the lion's fault. The lion's, it, you know, don't shoot There's the leopards lion. and stuff in there too. It's like the cast of Roar made yeah, a little just, cameo just in this fucking, film. It tranquilized the rhino. The, the rhino. The lion. It was a rhino. It was a, it was a rhino <laughs> yeah, lion. He got run over by a rhino and then eaten by a lion. Yeah. Or or coma, comatized by a lion. True, true. Yeah. So yes, so he's in a coma. They take him to an actual hospital that exists. 
Yeah, you see the outside of the hospital, and it turns out this is a hospital in Los Angeles that's closed down, and it's got, like, it's, some sort of protections on it as being... A, it's a movie like hospital. A, it's a movie hospital. But it's got, like, landmark status or something, because it was there for a really long time. Yes. Linda Vista, I Linda believe. Linda Vista. I think you're right. Yes, yes. I think you're right. And they, they do a lot of shooting in this actual hospital, which is kind of impressive. I don't know why. I guess it's just because it's movie hospital. It's a hospital. That's what they do. It's got kind of an antique-looking hospital, but they do that. And Paul Walker's in there, and he's on life support or whatever he's got like a heart monitor on him and the girlfriend is there you know denise richards and the uh, gay black friend is there and uh they're kind of looking at him and feeling bad and then his guardian is there who paul walker is orphaned which turns out and his guardian is his uncle who's a drunk hopeless drunk yeah and he's sitting there sleeping with his with his flask and in walks uh, 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 Bernie, the psycho doctor. Dr. Lo- Bernie. Dr. Bernie and, uh, Helga. What's her name? Her name is Helga. Helga. Oh, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised I got it right. I mean, when do yeah. I get a name right? That is Helga. Yeah. He and Helga walk in and they're going to look for brains, right? Yeah. They're kind of just, they, they, they read in the paper or something like, oh boy, mauled by a right. lion, like they're in like, coma. They're like, hey, you know what? That sounds like a brain we could Fresh have. Fresh brain. Because reasons. So they roll into the hospital and like Helga's wearing the nurse costume you buy from Fredericks of Hollywood. But like when it's on sale, because the only size they have is the XS, the extra small. But, you know, she's not an extra small. She's fallen out of her her sexy nurse costume. She has a lot of boobs going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, Bernie walks in with a lit cigarette. And he's just wandering around the hospital with no credentials whatsoever. He doesn't yeah. even have, like, the white doctor coat on or anything. Yeah. Uh, they they steal Paul Walker's body. Yeah. But there, there's one thing that I kind of liked about the exchange with the actual real doctor. Who's like, hey, who the fuck are you? And then they have this little exchange. Bernie's been smoking a cigarette. Oh, and yeah. He, and he turns to the doctor and he's like, could you please hold this for me? And the doctor, the real doctor, is like, oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, like oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to finish your cigarette for you. It's because... an honor to hold this famous doctor's cigarette. Yeah, thank you. I've got a cigarette now. He like, gives I'm... him some sort of gobbledygook about the kind of research he's doing or something. Yeah, sort of neurology-based Yeah, some double talk. Yeah. Bullshit. So they steal the body. Uh, Denise Richards screams and faints. and then uh, Well, uh, they do a trick where uh, Helga pulls the wire out of the heart yeah, monitor yeah. so it flatlines. And they go, oh something. my god, he's dead. And then they're like, oh, we're going to take him away. And then- yes, Denise Richards faints. And then her friend, the sassy black gay man, is his name is Byron, by the way. Okay, let's call him Byron. We'll call him Byron. Byron also faints. You know what? Look, we'll call him Byron because he deserve- he's a character and he deserves to have a name. But his character is entirely encapsulated by sassy black gay friend. That is all he is. Well, no, that's not true. That's not oh, all he's the, he is. He's also the son of the he sheriff. He is conveniently the son of the sheriff. Okay, so he's a little bit more than the sassy black. Yeah, guy no, he's conveniently right. both things. Okay, and, and fair enough. Let's call him Byron then. He's Byron. All right. So they both pass out. They steal the. They steal Paul Walker. He's not a body yet. They just steal him. And as they're stealing him, he wakes up from his coma and is like, "I feel better now." Yeah, and they tranquilize him by having Helga punch him in the face. Yeah. And then that, and that knocks him out, and then they throw him in the back of their Rolls Royce and drive away. And then they take him and tie him down, have to punch him a few more times to tranquilize him, and then he takes a, a jigsaw and saws his head open. 
To get the brain. To get the brain. And they put the brain in a pan of green juice, brain juice, right? Mm-hmm. And attach a bunch of wires to it that are attached to the dinosaur. And it's like, make the dinosaur kick with this wire and make the dinosaur snarl with this other wire. And so they hook up his brain to the robot dinosaur and then they fuck off to go get pizza. Right. And they, the one thing that they don't do is lobotomize the brain, which I would think that taking the brain out of the body would have caused some mental erasure. I don't know that they wanted to sever the frontal lobes, the prefrontal lobes from the brain. I mean, to do what exactly? I don't know. No, I don't know. To I don't make understand. it more docile and I, controllable? I don't know. Why did, why, why did they want to put a human brain in it to begin with? If they needed something to be controlled, they would just... Wouldn't you just build the computer so you had the controls? They already had that. Right. What does the brain do? It needs a human brain. I, I understand. <laughs> human brain but why ah, because it needs a brain but, i don't know to be autonomous or no they, they legitimately never answer that question yeah, because they don't want it to be autonomous and have feeling although later on he's like oh yeah i guess that's kind of a good side effect because now we not only have a dinosaur under our control but we also have a thinking there's also you know what he does he does say a few times he's like now you will be immortal Oh, like so, yeah, like yeah. somehow, like so, robots, brains being put in robots was the wave of the future, right? And you could become immortal if you put your brain into a robot body because your brain doesn't deteriorate with age. Only, only, only your, your body, body does. Now look, I'm not that old, but I can tell you, Doctor Algren, could you please explain this? Now, let me explain to you from you. a doctor perspective and from an Eric perspective. A doctor's perspective. A, a, doc, a doctor's perspective is uh, the brain does deteriorate and mental faculties decline normally to a certain degree as someone ages. You reach your peach, peak mental function somewhere around 40 or 50, and then after that you start... It's normal to have some problems with short-term memory and normal to have some problems with concentration and attention and all of these things. It's not normal to have, like, Alzheimer's-level problems, but it is normal to have some decrease in higher cognitive functions. And we don't know how much further it goes out than, like, 100 years or so because people don't live longer than that. And it's not just because their body gives out. Their brain gives out, too. Yeah. And let me talk from a personal perspective. Okay. Uh, You know, my memory's way worse than it used to be when I was younger, and I still have a great memory for things I remembered when I was younger. Like the lyrics to But I don't remember, I don't even remember your name half of the time, because you got a couple different ones. Yeah. And I'm on the the internet, I'm looking for your name, and I'm like, where, how come I can't find you on, oh yeah, it's your other name. Yeah. So I mean, I have one social media account that is not my regular name, it's my stage name, and it just happens to be my Facebook account, so Eric will look for me on Facebook and be like, where's Megan? Where? Where'd she go? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm typing in Megan. And like, Megan, Megan Smith. Like, I don't know any Megan Smith. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. It's not, nah, it's our other name. And I've only known you f- for that for four years. And I still have, all I'm saying is he, that, he forgets. no, it's not, be, it's not that your brain would be immortal if you had a body that didn't break down. You'd have a stupid, fucked up brain in a dinosaur body. This guy didn't think it through is what I'm talking I'm saying. I mean, he really just, he just really didn't think it through. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're moving on with the film. Yeah. So there's a, Paul Walker's brain is in the dinosaur body. So he wakes up in a, and he looks across the room. He wakes up in, in imagine waking up in a dinosaur body. He looks across the room and he sees his own dead body, lifeless body with, without a head. 
without the head top of the head on it lying there still on the other side of the room he's obviously somewhat upset by the sight but he wants to see how is it that he can see his other body so he reaches out with his little dinosaur arm and picks up a hand mirror that happens to be lying around because of course there would be of course and then he looks at himself in the little hand mirror and sees that he is a giant robotic tyrannosaurus rex and he gets upset and crashes out and starts running amok yes and we need to explain something about the ro- the dinosaur robot arms because without a doubt the most hilarious part of this film is the fact that when they need the dinosaur to grab onto things it is essentially some PA's arm that is in a sock that has like a little dinosaur claw on the end of it that will reach up from the bottom of the screen or the side of the screen or they'll just focus in on it doing whatever thing a human being would do, like pick up a mirror or dial a phone. Charades. Yes, charades at one point. Uh, and it is physically impossible for the dinosaur to be doing the thing that the arm is doing because it literally comes in from an angle that would not be connected to the the body. Yeah, it's hard to describe it, it but it's like, yeah, it, it, the arms would have had to grow to be about 12 feet long and prehensile. Yeah. Like an octopus arm. Yeah. To go like down out of the frame and then up and then into the frame from the bottom to make it work. And uh, it is the overall effect is really silly though, it's and it's hilarious every ridiculous. time it happens. And it is consistent across the entirety of the film. Every time the dinosaur has to reach for something, it is this dinosaur glove, and it is very hilarious. Yeah, and they know it's funny, and they shoot it in a funny way, and it's it's a consistent gag that that really lands and works well. In, on this in fact, right after the dinosaur starts wreaking havoc, there's a woman on a payphone directly outside of the warehouse where they've been keeping the dinosaur. Right, and so the dinosaur goes and uses a payphone. Yeah, with his little fake dinosaur arms. Yeah, he he dials a number with his little fake dinosaur finger. He holds onto the the receiver with his little fake dinosaur hand. And yeah. then when uh, he realizes he can't speak in human words, but only dinosaur growls he replaces the receiver and he checks the little coin slot with his little dinosaur finger because you don't want to leave behind a quarter even if you're a dinosaur yeah the kids there used to be a thing called payphones and when you had a payphone you had to put a coin in it and dial a number and call somebody and then when you were done with the call you would always check the coin return slot because sometimes the coin would drop through and you would get your quarter back yep ancient technology with eric and megan yep so um, so he goes and runs amok. He goes, there's a party. There's a, there's a high school kids party going on. Yeah. High school kids party for 20 somethings <laughs> with a professional bartender in attendance. Yeah. And yeah. And then there, we don't need to go into any detail about that, but he comes to the party. Uh, Denise Richards is at the party, but she's feeling sad because psycho ex-boyfriend shows up and is like, Hey, you're coming with me. And she's like, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> and then he's like, chases her around a little bit. Anyway, uh, uh, Dino Paul Walker shows up and kills a whole bunch of them and kills bad ex-boyfriend. So good on him. He picks him up by the head, crushes him. He kills bad ex-boyfriend. He kills beefy goon by stepping on him and literally flattening him oh and we should mention brief cameo pizza delivery boy oh yeah the pizza delivery guy is uh pedro from napoleon dynamite yep he shows up delivers pedro remember yep delivers a pizza runs away and he doesn't get killed he does not get killed but he makes cameo in the movie good for you uh yeah so a lot of people get killed a lot of people just get like really murdered yeah, some guy gets his belly ripped open. Yeah, the character name is Weasel, but Weasel. the the um the actor is actually one of these character actors that every time I see him in things, 
I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Uh, his real name is Sean Whalen. I think the thing that I remember him most from was Twister. He was one of the tornado chasers. Oh, okay. He played Alan Sanders. Alan Sanders, mm-hmm. tornado chaser. Yeah. He also he's also been in other things like Never Been Kissed and Superstore and people in Super the Seal. Not Super Seal. Oh, Superstore. Man. Yeah, on. I would doubt that he had been born when Super Seal was made. Green grassy morning. I wish we were watching Super Seal right now. Oh my now. God, Tammy and the T Rex, but instead of a T Rex, it's a mechanical Super Seal. Super Seal and a drunk guy. And a drunk guy. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, yeah, he's good as a drunk guy. So I'm they kill a side. bunch of people, and it is revealed because Byron was at the party, and his dad shows up because he's the sheriff that there was a dinosaur that did all of it. Yeah, the dinosaur killed everybody but Byron. He picked Byron up and dusted his shoulders off. Right. So Byron's sitting there going, like, why is a giant dinosaur destroying my teen party? And why did the dinosaur kill all of my friends except he was nice to me? I don't know. Right. And so he's explaining this to his father. He's like, look, it sounds crazy. I understand that. I am your son. I'm not lying to you. There was a dinosaur here. And everyone's like, well, I guess we go with that. Yeah, the short-haired girl who's getting a drink is like, yeah, I can corroborate that. There was a dinosaur. Yeah. And so... So, and, they're, and they're like, she's in shock. You're going to need to slap it out of her. Yeah, That's that was one of my said. that was one of my favorite lines. So the sheriff uh, has two deputies, essentially. Uh, they are named Neville and Norville, uh, and they are essentially interchangeable rednecks. And they oftentimes say things that are very off color, including, oh, she's in shock. You're going to have to slap it out of her. So that was yeah. fun. I like that I played one. Played banjo for the interchangeable rednecks. Interchangeable rednecks. Yeah. Anyhow, so the 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 dinosaur goes on a rampage. The dinosaur goes over to Denise Richards' house, gets Denise Richards. I don't know, like carries her off in his mouth or yeah, something. Yeah, it's, it's a very King Kong moment, I think. Yeah, they, like steals her and takes her to some warehouse or a barn. It's or a other. barn. It's a barn. Yeah, and somehow, like, well, through the use of charades, is able to con- eating a yellow rose. Right. So she's like, "Oh, you knew Baby Paul Walker." Yeah. What were you a friend of his in class or whatever? And he's like, "No, it's me." So he uses charades. He makes the symbol for rain, and then she goes, oh, it sounds like rain, oh, cane, main, drain, uh, 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 indelible stain, uh, Andy Frayne, uh, oh, brain. It takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, boyfriend, brain, what's his name? Paul, brain. I think his name is Michael. Mike, brain, Mike, brain, Mike, brain. She does this for about five minutes. Mike, brain, Mike, brain. Oh! Your brain is in a robotic dinosaur. You ate Michael's brain. Why, dinosaur? Did you eat Michael's brain? Oh, no. it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they somehow figure out from the dinosaur that they need to get a body to put the brain back into. How? I don't know. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> like they got to get Steve Martin from The Man with Two Brains to get like the screw cap brain top. Put the brain in there. Right. Just and pop I, it in. I think they I think they make the logical leap that the guy and Helga that showed up at the hospital might be the ones behind it, so maybe they should find them. And then yeah. it happens it just so happens at the same time, Helga and Dr. Bernie are like, Well, we gotta find the dinosaur. So he probably went to his girlfriend's house, and then of course he did, and then they follow him, and then they're like, Oh, well, there's gonna be a funeral, so we'll go to the funeral. Oh, yeah, there's a wacky scene in a funeral where they're like Denise Richards and Byron go to the uh, her boyfriend, Paul, baby Paul Walker's funeral. 
and they're there because they're going to steal his body out of the grave so that they can put Paul Walker's brain back into his body. Yeah. That's the first thought. That's how it works. And so they go to the funeral. This is like days after Paul Walker's untimely demise or they find his brainless body. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cops didn't worry about that. They just found his brainless body like dumped somewhere and they just like, oh, I guess. I guess we'll bury it. I guess we'll never figure this one out. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not. They actually explain that in the movie. Oh, do they? That one of the goons, muscle goon, Mm -hmm. is tasked with taking the body back to the morgue in the hospital. Oh. Because supposedly he died at the hospital. So he's there. Yeah, you're right. I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. that, that they do actually explain. Yeah. So anyhow, in the brainless body, oh, it's gonna, like they're going to go and take it. So Denise Richard jumps into uh, baby Paul Walker's fresh grave and opens his coffin. And he's at an advanced stage of decomposition and crawling with rats. Yes. Like in his coffin. In his coffin. Days sealed, after dying. Sealed in the coffin are like a dozen rats. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's, yeah. It's, it's sad. Now. I have two things. Thing number one, and this is this is a thing for for Eric here as a medical. So does the cat in the hat? Wait, oh yes, that's true. Thing mm-hmm. one and thing two. Mm-hmm. Thing one is so if and look, the plan to get his body to put his brain back in it is a stupid one. It's dumb. But wouldn't they, in order to bury a body, wouldn't they either have embalmed it with like chemicals and therefore rendering the body kind of out of blood? And maybe he was Jewish. Okay, so next part B of thing number one question is, so it wouldn't be in an advanced state of decomposition, but it's been dead for a couple of days, so doesn't the flesh, like, isn't it necrotic? Yeah, I mean, yeah, necrosis would have said it. I mean, he, look. You I, can't, I'm trying to make logic of a, of a non-science no, movie. No, there's, there is no way that a dead, <laughs> unless, unless, you know, Dr. Frankenstein was right. There is no way that a body that has been dead for days can be brought back to life, even if you put a fresh, lively brain into it. Sure. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, you get zombie movies, so you have the walking dead, the living dead, and all that sort of thing. So de- dead, the dead can walk in the context of a movie. I got no problem with that. But the fact that the body was like at such an advanced stage of decomposition only days after yeah, dying it's, that's is like... Ridiculous. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's there's levels of ridiculous, and you just push it one level beyond, and it seems silly. But you know what? It's funny. It's a funny scene. It's not funny in the way it's supposed to be funny, but it's funny like what? Funny. Okay, so that was thing number one. Thing number two. Gowns, gowns, beautiful gowns, satin and lace from across the sea. Let's talk about what fucking Denise Richards wears to her boyfriend's funeral. She is wearing the height of 90s fashion. She's got she's got a, a floppy hat on that is black with a big flower in it, a la sort of like the Blossom TV show girl. She is wearing... And is she the one that's in the Big Bang Theory? Yes, she is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she is wearing a crushed red velvet 
floor-length dress that is... It's sort of the low back, high front cut. It's like the Carmen Miranda dress. Sort of, except it's not ruffled. It's just it's no, the, it's but the it's same like shape. that. It's like the, it's like the, the V in the front comes up. Yeah, it's a high it's a high low kind of thing where it, like it's a short skirt in the front, but it's a full length dress in the back in red velvet. In red velvet with a. I thought she was wearing a jacket at first, but it's just like a shawl. It's like a black shawl, and it's backless. So, yes, this is what she has attended her boyfriend's funeral wearing. And it is also what she has decided to jump into a grave to to get his body out. Yeah, what kind of footwear does she have on, do we know? I don't know. I didn't look at that. Probably flats. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just bizarre. It's just really weird. First of all, a teenage girl probably would not have that dress. Mm, no, it was the 90s. Mm, okay. I, I'm going to go with... I mean, she what, probably like, where, would. Where would a teenage girl wear a dress like that? I don't know. Somewhere. Okay. Not I, to I, a funeral. No. No, no, no. She would have, like, some dark slacks and a, and a blouse and something resembling normal... She just wear. wear, or she would wear a black dress that yeah. is not a sexy black dress. You don't wear sexy clothes to a funeral, unless you are a gun mall in a very specific type of movie. Yeah, and she doesn't qualify as that. No, they just wanted to get Denise well, no, no, Richards that's true. into a sexy outfit at this point in the film, and there they are, just needed that. There are two types of women that would wear something sexually inappropriate to a funeral: gun mall from a, a gangster movie of a certain time period, sure. gold digger. Okay. Whose husband has just died. Sure. Those I are the two that. those are the two sexy woman tropes at funerals. She looks fine, but it's not, weird. Not that fine. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, not 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 to say anything bad about how she appears. I mean it's just it just doesn't doesn't work. It's confusing. It's confusing. So they they can't use baby Paul Walker's dead body for uh the dinosaur Paul Walker brain. Right. So they're like, okay, so we can't do that. Where can we? Oh, let's go to the morgue. So they go to the morgue and show. <sighs> do we need to? <laughs> you you described this. I'm getting tired thinking about it. They essentially go to it. the mall and try on new outfits. But instead of outfits, it's a bunch of dead bodies. And instead of the mall, it's the morgue. And so it's Byron and Tammy. And they're like, oh, well, let's check some shit out. So they're looking at a bunch of dead bodies. And Tammy's like, oh, these guys are so old. I don't like them. They're old. And Byron finds like a very attractive, blonde, young woman. And he's like, oh, it's really sad that someone this pretty and young died. And Tammy's like, I don't want... I don't want him to be in a lady's body. He needs to be in a guy's body. I want a girl. I want a man. Right. And so Byron's kind of sad about that because I think he's kind of, I think the process of of Byron's thinking is like, you know, if we were going to bring someone back to life, this young woman, she hasn't had a full life. And I feel like maybe we should give it to her. But that's not the reason we're here. So then they start pulling out drawers and shit. And like Byron finds a cute guy that he's like, "Mm, I like this guy. She like looks at his his dick and is like, no, that's not gonna work. No way. Mm-mm. And Byron looks at it and goes like, oh, I kind of like it. Yeah. I don't know what she. I don't know if it's like, is it too big or is it like, like I don't funny know. shaped? I don't know. I mean, are we led to believe that she's seen Paul Walker's dick? I don't know because like maybe may- he was like uncircumcised or something, and she just was like was freaked out by that. Maybe that's what I'm gonna go with. Okay. It was an uncircumcised dick. Sure. She didn't like the look of that. 
And so, you know, you don't, and, you don't run into them in the wild very often. Nowadays. No, no, no. So then they find this one and it's an, oh, well, how about this one? And then Byron says, Hey, wait a minute. Shouldn't Paul Walker get to decide which body he goes into? Yeah, it's his choice. It's his choice. And so they go like, Oh, okay. So then they start dragging the dead bodies up to the window of the morgue and Paul like holding Walker's them up in the back of a truck out in front in the dinosaur body. Yeah. So there's a T Rex in the back of a pickup truck out in front spying in the window of the morgue while Tammy and Byron hold up dead bodies and he's going like, hmm, uh, one of the other in his little dino arms are going like, so, so, yeah, up, down, thumbs up, thumbs down right. on these different bodies. Paul Walker, baby Paul Walker's brain almost wanted to go into the girl's body. He's like, oh, I don't know. I th- and here's why I think that was the case. I think he was, I think, God, I'm putting too much thought into this. I think that the the notion was like, you know... If I was in a girl's body, like a hot chick's body, I could look at boobs all the time. Yeah, I could get into some hot girl girl action with Denise Richards. Right, because like I'm, I got my, I would have my own boobs to play with. And then, yeah, that would, that would work for me. Wasn't Denise Richards in a movie where it was like some hot girl girl action with her and some other star, like the girl from Buffy or something? Oh, Uh, she's in Wild Things. Wild Things. That's what I'm thinking of. And uh, so, like, I could get in some, like, wild things, hot girl, girl action with this girl and Denise Richards if I was in her body. Yeah, it's it's Nev Campbell that you're thinking of. Oh, yeah, Nev Campbell, same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was like a, a, a Fox TV show. Yeah, so anyway, so they don't find a suitable body at the morgue. Oh. It's too bad. I don't know what they do with it. Yeah, but, but then the uh, uh, the doctor and his goon roll up and then they go and steal the dinosaur back or... No. no, no, no! They escape. They escape with the dinosaur. They have a they have a, a car chase. Oh yeah, the dinosaur like... in the back because the police are also catching up with them because right. the dinosaur killed a bunch of people, and so there's a big chase and they end up going off road. Byron is is the one driving the car, does right. some exciting uh, truck driving, and then they go back to the barn that they were at before. Yeah, and they hang out at the barn. And does Tammy have sex with the dinosaur? No, no, no. She just like she just. Like cuddling. She just cuddles and sleeps in the barn with the dinosaur. Okay. Yeah. And the the reason that the the final act of this all whole thing happens is because Byron gets on a bike thinking, well, if I'm on a bike, no one will follow me. Bikes his way back to the barn. Everybody who needs to be there follows them. Mm-hmm. The Dr. Bernie and Helga go. The cops go. Everybody shows up kind of at the same time. And then we have our final showdown between the dinosaur and everyone. Yeah. And Dr. Bernie and Helga are going to shoot the dinosaur with the tranquilizer gun, which how would that even work? Which Byron brings up, because yeah. if, if it's not alive, then if it's just a robot, why would you have to trank it? And he gives them some gobbledygook, and they say, yeah, go for it, and goes in, and what happens? He gets killed or something? Uh, the, all of the cops open up on the dinosaur. And no, shoot- but what happens to Dr. Bernie? Uh, doesn't Dr. Bernie kind of get, like, dino-chomped? Does he? I don't remember. He's, like, chased, he's got, he's got his gun in there, his trank gun, and he shoots a bird by accident. And then the dinosaur, like, pops up from around the corner. How he didn't see this dinosaur, I don't know. Dinosaur pops up from around the corner and then, like, kills him? Kills him and Helga? Yes. I don't know. Believe, let's see. They drop out of the story. That's the important thing. Yeah, no, he kills the doctor. Okay, doctor's killed. He straight up kills the doctor. Yeah. I don't know what happens to Helga. Maybe she gets away, maybe she doesn't. We don't need to know. She's out of the story. Then the cops open up on the dinosaur and kill the dinosaur with Paul Walker's brain in it. Sure. And then somehow we go from that 
two. Like two years later, or like I don't six think, months later. Yeah, or I don't something. think it's even that. I think it's just like later. Yeah. Sometime later. Yeah. He is now a brain in a jar. He's out of the dinosaur. Yes. Paul Walker's brain is now in a dish of green jello. Sure. Hooked on, up to a, a closed circuit camera. Clo- hooked up to his camera and some computer stuff, a voice synthesizer unit. And on Tammy's shelf in her little girl stuffed animal bedroom. Mm-hmm. And she comes home from school, work, school. school. She's coming home from school. Yeah. And she does a strip tease for him. Well, and am I right? In she the- pours a drink on his head yeah, first. Yeah, it's, his, it's, it's booze, brain. right? It's like she has a bottle of whiskey. Something. Why would She's you- like, oh, would you like the usual? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm dying for it, baby. She pours some booze on his brain. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been waiting for that all day. Like, like okay. The, the brain's going to get off watching his girlfriend strip? Well, yeah, and then, yeah, and then the brain, like, she strips, and she's, <laughs> she's wearing this weird Frederick of Hollywood lingerie ensemble. Yeah. And she kind of dances a little, like, marginal erotic dancing, um, it, pretty poorly around the, the room, but, it's and then the brain, like, sparks shoot out of the brain, like he had a brain gasm. Her, her dance is basically the same thing that, uh, Buffalo Bill does in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, no. Except instead of saying, you know, I, I'd fuck me, she's just like, you've been a naughty boy. Like, gets her face way up in the camera. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's bad. It's dumb. It's like, weird. She's cute enough. I mean, it's, but it's just a weird just way weird. to end a movie. Cause that's the end. The end of the movie is her turning on her brain boyfriend who lives on a shelf in her room. Yeah, no, she's like, oh, there was a, there was an accident, like a bunch of skiers died in a plane accident. No, in, gonna, a, in an avalanche. In an avalanche, and we're going to get some some dead skiers. Some bodies, frozen dead some skiers. Some frozen dead skiers, and yeah. we're going to put your brain in one of them. Somehow. Oh, that'll be good. Somehow. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. Especially because the doctor that took the brain out yeah. is dead. Well, you know, in the context of the way, that's Tammy and the T-Rex. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious. Yes. It's stupid as can be. Well, and here's the thing, because I, I do, I have a takeaway from this, okay? So, if, if Dr. Bernie's point of taking brains out of people and putting them into dinosaurs or robots or whatever is to give them immortality, in this universe, it is also the assumption, because they are saving his brain to put back into a person body, that you could take a person brain and put it in another person, thus allowing that person to continue to live. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, that is creating immortality, sort of. Yeah, but a robot body would be better because a robot body is... It won't break down. I get that. break down. But this, but and the, a robot T-Rex body is even better because it's... Because it's a ridiculous yeah, dinosaur? Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. No, yeah. but, but the thing is, is that if you could just always take your brain out of the current body that you're in, if it gets broken or old or sick or whatever, if, if the technology exists for you to take the brain out of that body and then put it in another body that has perhaps been, I don't know, killed or frozen or something or cloned, then you don't need to put it in a robot. You already have this system by which brain transplants are possible. Yeah. Or you can put a brain in a jar, hook a bunch of shit up to it, and it can talk and function. We might all be brains in jars and not even know it. We might all be living in the Matrix. That's true. Could be all a simulation. It could be. But I, I think that Tammy and the T-Rex opens a giant like door of possibilities. Look, you run rings around this movie from a logical standpoint. I'm saying this is the Matrix. <laughs> this is the fucking Matrix right now. I'm saying that they want Dinosaur Matrix. A cheapy uh 
lighthearted comedy romance sci-fi with sci-fi elements movie and they got it Thanks for listening to Cinema Super Collider. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Supercast or join our Facebook community where we post early warnings about our upcoming movie selections and also invite you to join our film discussions. You can email us questions, comments, and suggestions for future shows at cinemasupercast at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. See you next time. <laughs>